0: Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Sean Matson from John McCarter Construction. Sean, it's so great to have you here.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me, Brad. Good to be here.
0: Thanks for joining. And- Sean, tell me about yourself.
1: My name is Sean Matson. I'm the sales marketing VP here from McCarter. We do exterior remodel construction. We're based uh, just outside of the metro Detroit area. And a little bit about myself, I attended uh, uh, school around here. Always been a Michigan boy. Went to Western Michigan University, Walsh College for grad school. Um, always been around, had a couple different um, career paths that brought me to here. And, and it's awesome. It's one of the best jobs I've ever had. Very cool. Uh,
0: could you tell me, Sean, a bit about your company and what you guys do? Sure. We're about
1: a 8 to $10 million a year in total sales exterior remodeling company. We specialize in James Hardy fiber cement siding, but we all stick to the exterior only. Windows, doors, roofs. Those kinds of things. And have uh, been around here for 30 years. It's our 30th year we've been in business. So John's been running this thing since he started out of his own truck. And it's uh, awesome to see how far we've come.
0: That's awesome. So obviously 2020 has been a crazy year for everyone. Different industries and companies and all that. What has this year been like for you guys? How has this impacted you and your business?
1: Well, at the beginning, I think it impacted us much similar to everyone else everything was shut down you go home uh, a lot of fear a lot of what's next a lot of anxiety both from the customer and us on the business side you had a lot of hiccups along the way and it's been a lot of start stops overall in general our business has done great we've been in a space where more people are at home and so they're thinking more about my product if you will and As we at least continue to spend some more time there for the foreseeable future, that's continued. At the beginning of the year, how were we going to grow this thing? We all got together last fourth quarter of last year and had these plans, direct mail and a, a strong online presence and managing reviews and those kinds of things, and push items through the mail and through email to past customers and neighborhoods we liked and such. And then that all was going along, but before we got into the busy season, along came COVID, and that really forced us all to uh, revamp. That plan didn't start overnight. It probably took a month, six weeks for us to really start to realize, okay, here's where we are. This is what we have to do now, and where do we go from here? And one of the biggest starts to that was what are we going to do differently? We uh, got to be wearing masks. We got to be uh, protecting ourselves and the customer. We're pretty much exterior only. So a lot of those things were already done on the outside, but we had to to meet people where they are. And we had to get to a point that was helpful to them in the environment that they were in. And So a lot more distancing. But then how did that change our marketing plans? Our marketing plans changed pretty quick to be that we had to dig in deep. That the process that we had used in the past wasn't going to be the one that we did for 2020, and so we changed up a bunch of things around here, much like any small business, and and made adjustments and stayed dynamic. And so far, we're having a record year, and it's almost over. So
0: it's been our that's own- awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine everyone's at home and they're they're thinking to themselves like, I need to upgrade this or that, or we should do this renovation project.
1: Everybody's thinking it. Just a certain amount of people are able to afford it. There's another certain amount of people that maybe this is the time that they want to try to do it because they're home. You know, I mean, we do have a a fair amount of that too. And we also have a lot of people that were laid off of their jobs, maybe doing something else. And so they've filled a lot of niches in the local environment and marketplace in order to be able to continue providing income for their family too.
0: So what are some of those uh, sales and marketing pivots that you've made to respond in this year?
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. From a marketing standpoint, it had a lot more to do with being in the community more. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you could get your face shown in the community, because when people were going out, they were looking to do things like, I don't know where in Grand Rapids so much, but I know around us, we've been having these igloo things, igloos, and so maybe marketing a little bit um, you know, more around those kinds of places. Also, the online presence, like I said, that was had to be a big focus because people were going to be sitting at home on their computers. And looking at different things, so adding before and after pictures, adding some of our past work, that was another one. And really giving us in the sales force kind of the tools to be able to show the people when we were meeting with them, either by email or there on site. These are things we've done in the past, and, and that's been really valuable because people won't get in the car and go look at it like they used to. And people are afraid to maybe pick up the phone and ask such and such. It's it's just a weird time right now and so totally. you know, a lot of little changes I think but the biggest thing was to, that we got caught and then we had to do something we couldn't just sit around we couldn't just sit around and
0: die. Yeah, exactly. So what are some ways in which you really build lifelong relationships with your customers. I know you've told me that really building those long term customer relationships is really important to you guys. How do you go about doing that?
1: Yeah, I'd say a few things actually. I'd say one of the top ones is you got to tell people the truth. Over a period of time, people will figure it out. If it's big or small, people will figure it out. And and going right in line with that is to be authentic. You've got to be who you are, on and off, because if they see a different person at the ball field than they see that shows up at their front door, if they start to get the picture that's not all the same. Another important one is to listen. I use the phone a lot. I use the phone yeah. a lot. At the beginning of, of my career, I used it even more and I still use it as opposed to email and text message and all the other ways you can communicate through Facebook and all these other social apps, like use the phone. But with that also comes in to, to listen. One strategy that's always works that, that definitely works for me, but you can try it yourself is if you repeat the last three words of someone's sentence, they'll want to keep talking. And it's just that part of that active listener where you can just keep someone engaged, obviously, talking about themselves. You can always ask someone questions about themselves. But if you just keep them engaged, I think that has a lot to do with people want to be listened to, and, and I think that helps a lot. So when I run into people in the community, usually on the weekend with my kids or something, if I bump into somebody, 95 percent of the time, I'm just listening. I don't have anything to say. Another one is, when you're touching base with people, say you don't know. I think it both shows that you're not a genius and that you don't know everything, but also in the same level, it gives you, salespeople talk about these eight touches that it takes before someone actually feels comfortable with you. And so you can create two touches right there, one by saying, I don't know, and another one by giving the guy a call back the next day and saying, yeah, I did some homework on this and here's my answer. Appreciating the fact that you don't know makes you feel more human uh, to them. And I also think that it helps you from a communication standpoint. Answer the phone. I mentioned before about using the phone and and making phone calls. Answer the phone. Have you ever tried to call somebody, maybe an aunt or a cousin or something, and gone back and forth and played phone tag because it's just not a good time for you or whatever? Just just pick up the phone. It's not going to get any easier by sending them a voicemail and having to call you back. That that doesn't save you time. Um, Be somebody that answers the phone. I think another one is in, look like you're part of a team. One easy way to do that is you can have someone confirm your appointments. For mm-hmm. example, I have a conversation with Brad Tuesday at four o'clock, and, and I have somebody other than myself confirm that. To, to just, it's an easy way to show that you're deeper than yourself and that you're part of a team, and, and it also looks like it'd be huge um, for all someone knows um, for that. Totally. Um, I think another one is that business is not personal. It's okay to have two relationships with the same person, but very different. I have mm-hmm. some people that I'm personal friends with that I wouldn't necessarily do business with. And likewise, the other. That I have several people that we've worked for or worked with in the past. And maybe I don't have to be friends with them. Maybe I really wouldn't be friends with them. But, but there's certainly a good business relationship for us. and so we have a win-win. Another one is to look the part. I think that if some of this is, goes back into that congruency piece of if someone sees you one way at the ball field and sees you another way at their front door, it, it does make you look different. And so looking the part, I'm not saying you can't go out in your jeans and sweats if you're going to the bakery at six in the morning. But when it comes time for business and you show up at the door, look the part. Your your financial advisor doesn't show up in cut cutoff jeans. You, you want to look like you, you belong to that, and then I guess another one is I just try to relate everything back to people. It's one of the Covey's great things he talks about that as far as people just want to talk uh, about themselves and things that relate back to them. We're all ego in nature, and so when we talk about ourselves, we feel good. And so I try to just relate everything back to to the other person, to the person that I'm um, speaking to, and, and whether that's in business or personal, I always try to you know relate things back to them. And, Just makes us, uh, everybody easier to get along that way. Certainly. uh, I guess my last one is just as far as business goes, to create an environment that's somewhere to shine and and nowhere to hide. I think the more that people question what's going on underneath this, the, the surface, or this person knows this, but this other person doesn't know this, just create an environment that's true all the way from start to finish. and It's a lot easier to operate, and going back to my initial one here of Telling people the truth, people will figure it out. It's it's just a matter of time. You'd rather control that narrative than having people figure it out on their own time when they realize you just weren't telling the truth.
0: For sure. So everyone has those personal stories of maybe a customer relationship that went well or making a sale. What would your like top story be of of showing some of these qualities and and leveraging some of the things that you've uh, given in terms of advice?
1: Sure. Here's one that's pretty recent. And I think that this goes on if duplicated many times in the same way or similar would create these lifelong customers you're talking about. I had a customer that did some work with us and we'll just use, you know, round numbers. We'll say 500 bucks. The customer did some work with us for 500 bucks. And, and in the end, due to whatever one reason or another, that customer didn't get they're $500 worth. Let's say they got $300 worth, of it. and when we called up at the end to the staff to follow up and say, "How'd your project go?" and such, the guy was happy. He was happy enough. He says, "I didn't really get what I asked for, but it's fine. In the end, it's fine. When um, everything's fine." Eventually, that you know, kind of got back to me and not being in the business of of that's fine. I said, "What can I do?" And I thought about calling him. That was probably my first thing to do, but really it was, I needed to show up because whatever, it wasn't fine. And so I went over to the guy's house and this was a few days later, I went over to him and and I was totally honest with the guy. I just said, Mr. Jones, you looked me right in the eye and said, this is what you were buying. And I looked you in the eye and said, this is what you were getting. And whatever happened, that's not what you got. And, And so here's the difference. And I had it in cash and I had it in my hand and I said... Here's the difference. Here's what you paid for that you didn't get. And he didn't even take my money. It was more about that I showed up and that I told him the truth and I didn't come up with some excuse and I didn't dodge behind it. And I didn't think that eventually he wouldn't figure it out. I was straight to the point with the guy. And I think for a long term relationship, his feedback and and definitely the feeling that I got from meeting him was, that this was something that he truly valued and would do business with us again, and and I, I think you really changed it around. But it was really only giving the man what he paid for. It was just doing it in a way that was direct and was even after the fact when I could have just walked away. But it's a real small town this world that you're in. It's a real yeah. small town, yeah. and especially right now when there's heightened awareness around around fear and loss and these other things, it, it you're looking out for somebody else's best interest goes much farther. So you get more mileage of it by doing it right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Amazing story. I love it. Man, yeah, man. Yeah. final question is, what advice, what single most important piece of advice would you give to maybe some of the younger sales and marketing leaders that are trying to build these lifelong relationships?
1: Focus on something specific. Don't try to be the guy that tries to market and sell everything to everybody. hmm owning it down because especially in the age of Google when you're looking for something specific you'll go find it if that product is garbage that you're selling you might want to sell something different but if that product is worth it and it's worth it to you to deal with it from a business standpoint then make that your focus i had a real estate guy tell me one time if your whole basement is painted purple you should put that right on the listing that my whole basement's painted purple because Everybody else will be repelled by that. But if you love purple, it might sell your house. So be upfront about what that is. And then I think another one as as building a business is, is to take care of the people that work for you. Mm. Uh, A lot of times past customers used to work for you, or maybe they go work for somebody else and end up coming back for you. But this is a small town, this world that we're in and the seeds that you sow most personally to you in your business often uh, go just as far as that bad customer or that good customer and a lot of times it's just the right thing to do you know so taking care oh, of it. people and make it happen is vital it's vital to your success it makes for a more healthy environment it makes for better pay for everybody it's, it offers more clarity it's a more comfortable place to work there's thousands of reasons to do it just you know take care of your people well hey
0: thanks so much Tom. it was so great to have you on and i appreciate you sharing your time and your advice and your wisdom today with everyone
1: yeah thanks brad i've listened to a couple of your podcasts man you do a good job so glad to be on the show thanks all right thanks brad stop recording